0: hi there welcome to the fearless lady podcast i am your host the fearless lady charlene light When I turned 40, I decided to create a really fun challenge for myself by stepping into my fears 40 different ways. I tackled fears around aging, going after my dreams, and even finding true love. This podcast is about that journey and how it transformed my life and how you can start looking at your fear as an invitation to step into your worth, invite more freedom, joy, and fun back into your life. Life can be an adventure. Live the life of your dreams. Well, hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fearless Lady Podcast. I am so excited that you are here. I have so many exciting things that I've been creating for you. Um, I am working on or I have this new challenge, you know, five days to inner peace that's actually happening right now and that um, creating it, you know, took a minute, took some time, but I'm just so excited and so really pleased with how it turned out. And if you are interested in joining, as you hear this, you can certainly send me a message and I will happily um, get you hooked up with that. It's completely free. And um, I've got some other exciting things that I've been working on um, that I will share in the next episode. Um, But for now, I've just been really focusing on... You know, birthing a lot of the things that I've been really wanting to create um, in my business. And not only that, but, you know, I've talked about this maybe briefly in some other episodes about pivoting from solely teaching yoga into my coaching business. Um, I'm a fearless life coach and I teach people how to go on their own fearless journeys. Um, But I'm also working on some other things and I've just been really, you know, taking the time to kind of getting out of my own way, you know, that's such an interesting expression because our minds are so conditioned, you know, from the time we're in our mother's womb, you know, our minds are being formed and being conditioned, you know, we take on a lot of our parental um, generational limiting thoughts and beliefs, you know, so if our parents have, you know, a specific, um, limiting belief around, you know, how to make money or they have um, low self-confidence, you know, we tend to take that on, you know, um, which makes sense because they're raising us. And what happens is it gets stored in our subconscious mind and, and then we don't really ever know that it exists until we kind of sort of search back there, like what's going on back there, you know, and that's sort of what the challenge is about is, is becoming self-aware, becoming aware of our thoughts, our patterning, our self-sabotaging thoughts, you know, things that aren't serving us, that are in our way, essentially. Um, so I've basically been doing, you know, exactly that, which is getting out of my own way and creating, you know, just, just creating. I'm in this mode of like, let me get out of my way and just be a portal. You know, like God, source, higher self, like speak through me. What will you have me do? What will you have me say? How will you have me be? That's a a prayer that A Course in Miracles um, teaches us to say so that we allow that door to open. We have that, um, we really ask for the guidance and then that's when you receive. And, you know, one of the things that I've learned just in my meditation practice, as I mentioned in, you know, a few episodes back, I really got serious about meditating every day because I knew that that was the only way that I was going to figure out what my next step would be. You know, I knew that asking around or, you know, it's so funny, we we tend to like, you know, where can I speak to a psychic or how can I sign up for this course? Like we just want answers. We want everybody else to give us answers that we actually know ourselves. If we would just stop for 15 minutes a day, sit, and be still, we would actually receive our own guidance, that we have so much inner wisdom if we would just sit still and be a vessel and listen in. So that's what I've been doing, and I have to say, it has flipped my life upside down um, in ways that I would have never, ever, I just would have never predicted and I would have never even asked for. So that's what I find so interesting, because you know, I was thinking about this, and I'll get into my fearless accent I'm going to talk about, but I was thinking about the word manifestation, right? It gets used so much, and it's such a juicy word because, oh, I want to manifest a house. I want to manifest a partner. I want to manifest a new job, right? It's like, how do I do that? Show me the tricks. Show me the tools. But the thing about manifestation, which I find very limiting, is that it implies that, you know, okay, let's back up for a second. So you have a desire, right? I have a desire to you know, meet my partner, okay? So my desire gets heard, gets heard by the universe, gets heard by my higher self, by source energy, whatever, that's what I believe. And what happens is, is the trail or the journey to meet my future husband, my future soulmate, whatever, my love, um, wherever there are limiting beliefs or blocks inside of me, I'm going to have to work through them. We're always, Shown the ways to get the things that we want that are fully in alignment with what we want, but there are so many ways that we are getting in our own way to actually receive them. For instance, I had that dream I wanted to be a successful singer songwriter, I wanted to be, you know, get a record deal, all of those things. So that dream led me to new york city led me to quitting my job led me to realizing wow i have a lot of insecurities about <laughs> about whether or not i'm deserving of success and i'm deserving of having you know everything that i want like it really showed up for me in a way that i would have never seen had i not taken that big leap again when you take this leap and you say universe i'm going for the thing that i want The universe is like pulling its hand out to you and saying, okay, good luck, here you go. And it's gonna give you everything on the path that is blocking you from achieving the thing that you want. I wanted that dream. I had a gift God gave me. I pursued it with all my heart and it led me to my spiritual journey. Not getting the big record deal and thus the big career cracked my heart open in a way That I need it, like that I'm fulfilling my, my soul's potential, right? So, the dream of having, the dream of becoming a successful singer was always supposed to get me to reach my ultimate goal, which I believe is now, which is to use all of these gifts, all the things that I've learned in my spiritual journey, and to now teach it, to now show up and be it, breathe it, own it. The dream gets you on the journey, gets you on the path, and then you become the person. You become the person that you're meant to be because you follow that dream. Whether or not it works out doesn't matter. I'm gonna say that again. Whether or not you get your dream doesn't matter. And I know, I know you're thinking like, no, I want what I want. Like, shut up. I'm going to stop this podcast right now. Like, screw you. I don't want to hear these words. We are on this journey, our soul's journey, to fulfill our fullest potential, to fulfill our soul's work, okay? That means we're going to have a lot of dreams. We're supposed to want a lot of things. That's going to just keep showing up constantly. And number two, I'm saying this because I want you to appreciate what you have right now when you let go of the attachment that it has to look a certain way, that I have to have that house, that person, that you know, amount of money in the bank account, when you let go of that, and you, your whole world starts to open up, and you really do start to appreciate the little things in life. I mean, they're not so little, you know? Let's face it, we're sitting in quarantine. It's like, uh, I mean, I've, all the things that I've always appreciated about my life I am still in that level of appreciation, like I don't feel, I don't really feel like I'm missing out on anything right now other than traveling, Um, but in terms of the level of, I've always appreciated my home, I've appreciated every aspect of my home, the fact that I have my own place, that I have a bathtub, that I have a rooftop, I mean, these are things that I have always appreciated way before COVID, way before we were forced to be, you know, stuck in our home because I'm not looking at my life and saying, I'm not going to be happy until I get this. I'm not doing that. I'm actually, I have cultivated a deep gratitude practice every single day where I can appreciate all the things in my life right now. So I don't have that grasping and, and sort of yearning and like, oh my God, that desperation that a lot of people have when they don't get the thing that they want or they're waiting for it to come and they think once I get this, then I'll be happy. You know? And so that's, that's what I feel about manifestation is it's an alluring concept, this idea that we can manifest. But what's actually really underneath all of that, right? It's sort of like the manifestation is just the hook to get you there. It's like, it's like yeah, I want you to get your dream, but really I want you to become the person that is that dream. And then whether or not you want it when you're there is up to you. You'll realize once you start getting the things that you want, like, hmm, actually the journey to this point is really what was fulfilling me. Okay, so we're gonna switch gears right now and we're going to talk about, we're gonna get back into my fearless journey, which is, I'm gonna do two today, which, um, it's interesting because they're both related to some some childhood dream. Well, I'll explain in a moment. So day 28 and day 27, right? So day 27, I decided to go to the batting cages. Cause again, this journey was about doing things I've never done before. I have never been that girl that was into sports ever. I was always chosen last, like in junior high, it was like so humiliating. (laughs) You know, I was just never good. My coordination between the ball coming and me hitting the ball, I just, I had none, right? So I wanted to see, like, can I learn at 40 years old how to hit a proper softball? Like, what would happen if I just showed up in the batting cages and the ball just keeps coming and somehow I get it, you know? Can you teach an old dog new tricks, basically? So I showed up to Chelsea Piers, which, by the way, Chelsea Piers is kind of amazing because, oh, this is what happened. I remember I walked in to Chelsea Piers and I took a look at the gymnasium. And that's when I got inspired to do day 28, which is I took a gymnastics class. So I walked in, I see this massive gymnasium that looked like an Olympic level gymnasium. I mean, it was... I mean, it really did look like, I mean, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Nadia, um, about Nadia Comaneci. It was like very popular in the eighties. And I grew up like obsessed. I mean, I was obsessed with this movie. I just loved it so much. It was like, that's what I wanted to be. I, actually, before I wanted to be a singer, I wanted to be Nadia Comaneci. I wanted to be a gymnast, you know, I'm obviously very influential. Um, so anyways, I, so I look at, I look to the left. I see the gymnasium. I'm like, oh, I'm going to come back for that. That's going to be my next one. So day 27 was, okay, I'm going to the bat cage, batting cages. So I remember I asked the guy initially at the counter, and I was like, um, I want to do, you know, just like a round of, you know, hitting the ball. And he just looked at me He's like, the batting cages? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, that'll be, you know, six tokens or something. And I'm like, uh, this is for adults, right? Because <laughs> I'm like, you're giving an adult tokens. It just felt so like I didn't want to walk in and then it was all kids. Because <laughs> that would be a really funny thing. Okay, so that didn't happen. I uh, He gave me the tokens and then I put them in, put on the little helmet and I'm going to read you what I wrote and then I'll go into some other details about how it was feeling. So I've never... So day 27, batter up, I'm headed for the cages. I've never been good at team sports and especially ones that included, get your minds out of the gutter, balls. All through school, I was never chosen first for any team and I don't think I ever properly was taught how to hit a softball. And whenever someone would ask me to play, I would always reply, I'm just not that kind of girl. But secretly, I wished I was. I always wanted to be that girl who hits the ball out of the park and was genuinely awesome at every sport, all the while staying feminine. So yesterday I walked into Chelsea Piers and headed straight for the batting cages. I'm here to hit some balls, I said. Okay, how many tokens? Tokens? This is for adults, right? The man behind the desk smiles and nods his head. Yes, I chose three tokens, which gave me a total of 30 pitches. I asked for any last minute advice, seeing as I don't remember hitting an actual softball ever. He asked, or he said, make sure you stand in the box next to the base. Okay, I thought, I can do this. I picked out my helmet and a bat and put my first token in the machine. I was genuinely nervous. Heart racing, palms sweaty. It was conjuring up the same feelings I had when I walked into Planned Parenthood or when I knocked on my neighbor's doors to introduce myself or when I went to an AA meeting. Why was I feeling the same way when all those were totally different scenarios? My first pitch comes, I swing and I miss. Second one, nope, missed that one too. Cut to pitch 10 and I missed again. Maybe this is something I can't learn, but I remember what my juggling coach said, no one ever fails. So I put my second token in and by pitch six, I hit one. I was so excited, jumping up and down that I missed pitch seven. (laughs) By my third token, I actually hit three balls. I couldn't believe it. I ran out, bought another token, last 10 pitches, I hit five, five balls. Oh my God, I forgot about this. I walked away on a high. You just don't know what you're capable of until you try. Maybe I am becoming that kind of girl after all. You know, once again, I'm such a good writer. (laughs) I do remember feeling the same intense nervousness that I had doing completely different things. And then I realized something. It didn't matter what I was actually doing. Whenever I was approaching something new, the fear inside of me would react the same way. So again, there's this element of the thing you're actually doing doesn't matter. It's like, what is it bringing up in you, right? What story are you telling your mind that's causing this physical reaction in you? because for me, number one, it was humiliation, right? It was bringing up the shame that I used to feel being the person that nobody ever picked on the softball team, right? Number two, it was also showing me how I was genuinely afraid of hitting this ball or not hitting the ball. Like I was afraid of the ball coming at me because again, it's not a real person throwing the pitches. It's a machine. So at any point it could just <laughs> smack me in the face. You know, I did have that fear actually. Um, and, and so again, it's, it's really not about the thing you're doing, it's what's the story you're bringing to it, right? What is the meaning behind the actual act that's causing you to create this fear, right? So, and then when I started to hit those balls, I really, it really brought something like full circle moment, meaning like, you know, if I was given a chance, if I was given a chance at that age, I could have hit a ball. I could have been that girl. But I wasn't. And so I accepted that identity. I accepted that role of never being the girl that liked sports or good at sports. And I thought that was so, like, how disappointing. And I think about that now when it comes to, you know, raising children or, children through school, how we tend to pigeonhole pigeonhole people and we tend to assign people roles without really giving them the benefit of the doubt or really encouraging them regardless. Because I believe really everybody could be good at something if they had the right encouragement and the right support. So maybe that'll inspire you to try something that you thought you'd never be good at because it is possible. You know, and I think something like the batting cages and doing something repetitively really does train you and get you used to, okay, the ball's just going to come. I'm just going to get used to it. But you, you notice how I had that story in the beginning, which was like, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at the coordination of seeing the ball and then hitting it, I'm not good at. That's just a story. It's a story, but it becomes a belief because I've held it for so long. In fact, I've held it so long that, honestly, I don't even know... I would have to really, I would have to be going to the batting cages like pretty consistently to probably change that story. You know, stories are tough. Stories are tough to change. You know, the, the changing of your patterning of, of thought, it's a little bit at a time. You have to just show yourself evidence that that's not true. Um, and that's a really powerful tool that we're working on in the inner peace challenge right now. So again, if you're interested in joining us, you should um, send me a message and I will happily Get you on board. Okay, fearless act number 28. Can I be the next Nadia Comaneci at 40? Maybe. (laughs) So again, I once I went into Chelsea Piers and I took a peek of that beautiful gymnasium, I was like, I was sold. I was like, oh my God, I have to do it. It's interesting because I don't think, had I gone into that gymnasium, I don't think I would have chosen let me try a gymnastics class because again, I'm 40. I'm not in my teen. I'm not in my you know, youth. I, I think I would have just assumed that, that adult gymnastics classes don't exist. Again, that's like a stupid assumption, but I really didn't know if they did. Of course they do. So And they're not cheap, by the way. I think it was like 35, 40 bucks or something for this class. Um, so I signed up and I thought, I wonder if I'm going to be any better or good at this because, you know, I have such a strong yoga practice. I wonder if that's going to be able to translate. So what I remember about this class was we all conjured around and we started doing this warm-up and the warm-up started to feel very familiar. And I thought to myself, oh my God, this is exactly the same warm-up that I did when I was eight years old and I used to be in gymnastics. Like it was unbelievable. So I was just giddy with excitement. I was like, oh my God. It was like I was literally... Holding on to my eight-year-old self and taking this class with her. I mean, it was so emotionally like, what's the word? I'm like, I was just like experiencing it with that, with that joy of a little girl, like so excited, like, oh my God, I can't believe I get to take this class. And I mean, it just brought all these memories that I haven't thought about. You know, in in forty years or so—well, not forty. I mean, I was so I guess thirty-two years. You know, um, but it just it just felt so incredible to be this age and doing something like gymnastics, which I really had this idea was only supposed to be done when you're young. You know, um, so I just remember doing the warm-up, and then we all broke up, like, um, the really advanced um, gym, gymnastic people, adult gymnasts, went on to one side, and then the people that were just sort of newbies or newer at it were on our side, and we were doing, you know, handstands, and we were doing handstands into somersaults, and we were being spotted for backflips and back walkovers, I mean, and I'm doing this and doing that, and I'm just, oh my god, like, I can I can really be not <laughs> right now. I had this thought. I was like, this is amazing. And, and you know, one of the things I will say, like, when, as a yogi, as somebody that's done many, many yoga classes um, on hardwood floors, it felt so refreshing to be practicing handstands and, and all of those things on a very soft, cushy floor. I felt very safe. So I really was a lot... I, I pushed myself further because I felt really safe because the floor was so soft. So I was like, wow, so there really is... A fear, you know, when I take yoga to just hop into a handstand in the middle of the room where, you know, you've got 50 other bodies around you and I'm afraid I'm going to kick someone, you know, which actually happens, by the way. So it was so refreshing to try all these different tricks, um, knowing I had this very soft floor and there was just so much play. There was just so much play involved. It was really so exciting. And honestly, after I took that class, I was like, I need to take more um, because that joy that I felt taking that class was just like, I want more. And also I was building so much strength. I mean, it was really hard and challenging, but it's so fun. I mean, so, 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 so fun. I can't even, oh, it was amazing. So I'm gonna to read to you what I wrote. After watching the most amazing 80s TV movie ever made in the history of the world, Nadia, my dream at eight years old was to become Nadia Comaneci. I know I had a lot of dreams as a kid, but didn't we all? So the other day, as I walked into the giant blue gymnasium at Chelsea Piers, I was instantly taken back to when I was that little girl. And the crazy part was, all the memories of being a kid were flashing back. And what a gift it was to be running, jumping, and skipping alongside my 8-year-old self. I was giddy with excitement. We started as a pretty big group, and after the warm-up, we were then split into smaller groups, beginner and advanced. Although I have a strong yoga practice, I certainly wasn't confident to be going into the advanced group. I needed to ease my way back in. After all, the memories may be back, but I'm still in a 40-year-old body. The first thing we did was handstands into somersaults. Truth, I am usually afraid to kick up into a handstand in a yoga class out of fear I might hit someone or fall over on the, onto the roof floors. But on this floor, I felt safe. There were springs underneath and plenty of space if I did happen to fall. Awesome, I thought. I am conquering two fears. The next thing on the agenda was a handstand and fall into two blue mats. As soon as I did my hop, skip, and flip into the mats, I instantly relived all the times I used to do this into my big mother's king-size waterbed, and I started giggling. And that's pretty much how it went. Another awesome trick, another memory, another giggle, and so on. Occasionally, I would peek at what the advanced crew was up to and actually started thinking, maybe I can do that. After the 90-minute time travel session, I made my way back to the exit doors when I heard the male announcer's voice in my head and introducing one of the oldest athletes to be competing as a gymnast in the Olympics, Charlene Light. Applause, applause, applause. Hey, you never know. I love it. I love it. Well, my friends, that is going to be it for this week. Um, Next week, we start getting into some... Some good stuff. I'm gonna be talking to you how I got naked. The first time I got naked, for art's sake, I was in a five-hour sketch and anatomy class. Five hours. Five hours, people. Five, not one, not two, not even three. Was it four? No, it was five. (laughs) It was five hours. Five hours, naked, me. I will talk to you about that next week. I am sending you the most love and the most joy that I possibly can for a beautiful week. And here is another song by yours truly. Until we meet again, bye.
1: Every day I know I shouldn't care for you, but I do, yes I do and everywhere I go I shouldn't think of you, but I do, yes I do You unravel me, you rescue me from the space that's so empty, yes you do I'm falling down, I'm falling out, and I know the way to make a ride, I'm falling down, I'm losing ground, and I know I'm all tangled up inside, but you wake me, shake me, push me, pull me, to the other side, the other side I can't speak, I just can't think, my words disappear When you're here, when you're near. You invade my every thought, I just can't break free from this feeling I have to admit, I kinda like it Spell. I bet you can't tell At least this let have made me strong. Have held me down for far too long in a time. Oh, I'm open. Over- Hold me, love me, lick me, kiss me Take me to the other side To the other side And I kinda like it And I like it And I like it And I like it Yeah